0: Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter five. Um, Paul actually, I, I, I'd encourage you this week to go back and read chapter four. <laughs> in chapter four, he actually begins to talk about um, uh, uh, us leaving this body, what we call death, and 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 um, and eternity in heaven. And he continues that in in chapter five, verse one. It says, "For we know that if the tent, if you're wondering why there was a tent up here." If, if, that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So <clears throat> here Paul is telling us that, that we have a tent, which is our, our earthly home. A tent, um, it can be it can be many things, right? A tent can be a place of shelter, you know, um, <laughs> I actually have not in this one, but but me and my boys, we've spent a night in a tent before. I don't know if you ever spent a night in a tent before, but the tent can provide shelter for you. Um, the tent can provide some comfort. I mean, they make some tents now that that are fairly comfortable. I mean, considering you're sleeping outside on the grass or on, you know, I was thinking about getting in this today, but that's just not going to happen. Um, but but it can provide some comfort. It can provide some protection, even you know. As you're sleeping under the tent, should it rain or you know uh, maybe wind or whatever, like like it can provide you some protection. But a tent is always a short-term solution. A tent is always short-term shelter. A tent is never designed to be like super long-term housing and shelter and protection. And comfort, right? I mean, um, we, we had a tent that we put out. I'm not sure why we put it out in the backyard, but we put it out in the backyard. And this is really, really not like me, but in a moment of weakness, I didn't put it up when I was supposed to put it up. Um, and so I left it in the backyard because I never do things like that Ever at all, and so like we used it one day, I don't even know why we put it up, but we put it up, and I was supposed to take it down that night, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna do it, I don't feel like it, and I'll do it tomorrow, and then, this, this never happens with me, especially, but then tomorrow, and I, I didn't put it up, um, and, and then I left it out, and then, you know, like the next day, I left it out, and um, I don't know how many days it was, but one day, I looked out the back window, and where the tent was supposed to be, it was not there, it was not there. What happened, uh, y'all know here in Austin, like this, Round Rock, like these winds get like super strong. The The tent was, it was bolted like it had these, you know, it, it was in the ground. I, I set it up correctly. But the wind was so strong that the wind came and took it up out of the ground lifted it up over our fence that's easily over six feet high, took it across the street and down into this ditch. I mean, we were walking around like trying to find the tent. (laughs) Like, where is this tent? And at first I thought like somebody stole our tent. And I was like, why would somebody come in our backyard and steal our tent? So we was like, well, maybe they didn't. We started looking around and we found it down in this ditch, upside down, and we had to crawl down there and get it. But a tent is only a short-term solution. It's not meant to stay outside forever. It's not meant to be lived in forever. A tent, um, with the changing climate and the weather and all these different things, eventually a tent breaks down and a tent begins to, to get holes in it. It begins to have these uh, the, these bars not be as sturdy. Things happen with the tent where at one point it was good shelter and it was uh, fairly good comfort and good protection. It no longer becomes that. Paul tells us that we have an earthly tent, and this is a picture of our earthly body, our physical body. Now, now, what happens is our tent, our physical tent, our body, there, there is something, someone living in our tent. See, see, you are not this body. This body that you are inhabiting, that, that's not the real you, The real you is a spirit, and your spirit as well as your soul, which your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, they live inside of this tent. They live inside of this body. So many times we we see each other, we think of each other, and we think of the body, but in actuality, we're not the body. The body is just a tent that's housing our spirit and our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotion. And the thing about a tent is it's never designed to be the long-term solution. It's always a short-term solution. So Paul is making this connection, this picture of our bodies being this tent, and he tells us something that we already know back in chapter four, that our outer self is wasting away. Our earthly temporary tent is... um, It will not last forever. Each day that it's outside, it gets a little nicked up. It gets a little pushed around. Sometimes the wind may pick it up and take it somewhere, and you're like, where am I? What is going on? I actually used to be buff. And now it's just some faith statement or some compliment, <laughs> but it's not actual. Like, what happened? Like, where am I? What, what, what is going on? Daily, our tent is getting a little worse and worse. And that's not a negative confession. It's just this is never meant to be the long-term solution. But Paul doesn't just tell us about this tent. He also says that we have this building or this house from God that's not made naturally and it's eternal. And a house can offer the same uh, benefits as a tent, right? A house gives you a, a place of shelter. It gives you a place of protection. It should be a place of comfort. But the difference is, a house should provide more of that, right? It should have more space. I mean, there are tiny homes now, but I mean, right? Like a house should be bigger. It it should last longer. It should give you more comfort. Like sleeping even without a bed on a carpet is better and more comfortable than sleeping in a tent on some rocks. (laughs) Like a house should last longer. If your house doesn't last longer than a tent, you need to take it back. (laughs) <laughs> right? like, like, that's not good. And, and Paul is telling us, yes, we are currently housed in a temporary tent, but God has provided for us an eternal home. And that one day, this body, this tent will, will be destroyed, will be no longer, and we will move into a heavenly home, a heavenly body, that this body is not forever, but there is a body that is better, that is stronger, that is designed to last for eternity, that we will step into. In 2 Corinthians 4, the chapter before where where Paul says our outer self is wasting away, he finishes that verse in verse 16 of saying, but our inner self is being renewed day by day. Paul says this in in Philippians chapter three, um, verse 21. He says, "Our, our body here, our earthly tent, will be transformed to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So by the power of God, supernaturally, we are at one point going to move out of our earthly, temporary, flawed, broken tent into a heavenly, perfect, eternal home, that this body will waste away, it will eventually be destroyed, and we will step into something so much better, so much more superior, that our minds, we can't even fathom how amazing this is going to be. In Hebrews chapter 8, it tells us that here on earth, what we have is we just have a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things. So much so that when God had Moses um, build uh, his tent that he said, you have to make it correct because it's just a shadow and it's just a copy of the heavenly things. There's things about our temporary tent, our body, that will translate when we get to heaven, but actually it, what, we, what we will experience when we get to heaven, what we'll be inside of when we get to heaven is so much greater that this is only a shadow, it's only a copy And a shadow and a copy don't do the real thing justice. When we get to to verse 2, it says, For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our, our heavenly dwelling. In this tent we groan, and we long to put on our heavenly dwelling. See, this is the way that we were designed, we were created for eternity. We were created to live in our heavenly body even more so than we were created to live in our temporary tent. And and because of that, whether you recognize it or not, we all have this longing to, to, to come out of our tent and into our heavenly body. Every one of us, not just here in this room, not just believers, but everybody has this longing, they, they may not recognize it, they may not be able to articulate it, but we all have this longing to get out of the temporary, to get out of the broken, to get out of the flawed, and step into the perfect. Like, like we recognize that this tent has flaws. We recognize that it doesn't not gonna last forever. We recognize that it's not as comfortable as it should be. We recognize the brokenness of this tent, of this body, and there's something deep within us that knows that this should be better and wants more and desires more. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11, um, gives us this in scripture. He says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. God has placed eternity, the curiosity of eternity, the desire for eternity into each of our hearts. It's hardwired into us. And because of that, it's easy to recognize that this isn't all. Like, this isn't it. This is not where I want to sleep every night for eternity. (laughs) Like, like this is not the end all, be all. And and as I get a little older, I'm thankful that this is not the end all, be all. (laughs) Right? Like, I've embraced my limitations. I've I've embraced the fact that, you know, I'm not tall, dark. I'm not going to say or handsome because... But, but you know, like I've embraced that, that, that. Like, if you look at a picture of me in college and you look at me, a picture of me today, you're like, what happened? Did he become the president? Y'all ever seen the presidents before they go in office and then after they go in office? That, like, literally, you could do the same thing with me before he was a pastor and now. I'm just thankful that, like, this is not the end all be all. Like, I'm just thankful that I can recognize that this is broken, this is flawed, this is getting worse, but my inner self is being renewed day by day. And there will be a day where I will step into that thing that I long for, that thing that I groan for, the thing that's hardwired in me that I desire because I recognize that this is broken. Verse three, it says, If indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked, for while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. So, so here's what happens. We're, we, we get comfortable with this tent. We get comfortable in this body. We, we know how to uh, finagle it to make sure that whatever flaws it has, that, that, we, that we can hide them, that we can overcome them. You know, you, you start buying bigger clothes because things don't look like they used to. You, you start uh, making adjustments in schedules because it doesn't move and function like it used to. You, you start to, to pray differently or take different supplements because it doesn't even feel like it used to. But so many people, including Christians, are terrified to leave their tent. And so, what do we do? We don't talk about it. We try not to think about it. That's why so many people don't, don't set up wills and testaments, and they don't take care of you know even things like life insurance. And, and why, why? Because we know that this is broken. But but there's like there's a fear that wants to keep us in here. And like I don't ever want to I don't ever want to leave my my tent because I even though my tent's broken and even though it's flawed, I, I know. How it's broken I know how it's flawed i'm uh, it may not be the best I may not be comfortable but I, but I figured out how to how to function in this tent and what does that look like if I peek my head out will I be unclothed will I be naked w- 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 would I be uncovered because that's what that means man I, I don't have time especially in this service but but if you go back to Adam and Eve and they, their sin and 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 God comes and they're like you know you know, where are you? And they come to Adam, and Adam's like, I hid because I was naked, because I was unclothed, because I was exposed. And, and I personally believe for all of us, but especially for us men, our biggest fear is to be exposed. Like, like that, that's it. To be exposed, that, that we are not as spiritual, that we're not as smart, that we're not as whatever, capable, handy, whatever it is, um, and, and so that is a fear that keeps us bound and comfortable in even the temporary places, even the broken places. And so there's so many people that, that are not willing to step out or even look out or, 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 or any of that to, to say like, man, God, I feel like I'll be, I don't, I don't, the unknown is so unknown that I feel exposed when in actuality, the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 1, that the day of death is better than the day of birth. That to actually step out of this tent is better than the day that you went into this tent. That, that if we believe what we say we believe, then we know that this is temporary, this is wasting away. There will be a day where we, our spirit and our soul, no longer live in this tent. And if we believe what we say we believe, then, then we should be rejoicing, we should be happy, we should be celebrating the day when we or a loved one enters into their heavenly body, their heavenly home. But it's a matter of what do we actually believe. What do we what are we willing to not just say we believe, but, but like focus our lives on? Let me, let me finish this up here in verse five and six. It says, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. To be in this tent is to not be in God's tent. House, heavenly home, our heavenly home there. To, to be with God is to be in that home that He's created for us is to no longer be in this temporary tent. Now, God has allowed some people to exit their tent and get a glimpse of their heavenly home. We, we see this in the scripture. Y- y'all remember um, uh, Jesus' friend Lazarus? Lazarus died and was dead. Jesus comes to him and Lazarus comes back to life, right? Jairus' daughter, I mean, there's other examples, people that died and came back to life. Paul says something really interesting in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Let, let, me, read to you, um, uh, uh, let me read to you just a couple verses. Verse one. I must go on boasting. Though there is nothing to be gained by it, I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ. Now, um, almost all of the commentary and scholars say that he's talking about himself here. He's talking about himself in third person. And when you go and look through the context of the end of 2 Corinthians 11 through this, it's very likely Paul's talking about himself. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my weakness. Now, whether this Paul's talking about himself or he's talking about a man he knew is really irrelevant. What he's saying here is there was, he knew a man, whether it was himself or not, that actually left his temporary tent, and entered into his heavenly home and went up to heaven, and it was so amazing, it was so majestic, it was so divine that he couldn't even utter the words to describe it here on earth when he returns. There's a stat that says that one out of every 25 people in nearly 13 Americans have 13 million Americans have experienced what, they, what we're calling near-death experiences, NDEs. Now, near-death experiences does not mean um, I almost got in a head-on collision in my car. It, it doesn't mean you know, that I almost uh, uh, fell off of a cliff. It doesn't mean that. It means that you actually died and came back to life. Nearly 13 million Americans have experienced this. We, we've seen this through scripture. There is this book that we will be talking about through the rest of uh, these, the, this series called Imagine Heaven. If you have not read this book, I would strongly, highly encourage you to go get this book. Go buy this book. Start reading it this week. This book is written by a pastor, actually a pastor here in, in Austin named John Burke, and He interviews over a 1,000 people who've had these near-death experiences. They died, and they came back to life. It's not all Christians. As a matter of fact, there's very few um, stories of Christians in this book, even though he he talks about that. There are Christians that have experienced this. But these are people from America, from all across the world, people who grew up in church and didn't follow Jesus, people who had never heard of Jesus, people who believed in other gods, over a 1,000 interviews in this book, and they describe. describe as best they can what they experienced, and he takes that and he connects it with what the Bible says. I'm telling you, this book is absolutely phenomenal because it illuminates heaven and and our experience there in a way that really, really spoke to me, and and I've never been able to, to grasp it just by reading the scriptures, um, the, the things that they that they experience here, the connection between people all across the world, and between so many people, like it, it is absolutely phenomenal. This is what this series is based on, and over the next several weeks, we're not just going to be talking about near death experiences and people who have experienced these things. Even though we'll share some of those stories with you, but what we want to do is we want to biblically imagine heaven. We want to biblically imagine what it's gonna be like to get out of our temporary tent and put on this glorious house, this glorious body that the Lord gives us, that, that, able, that we will be able to not only see things in a way that we've never seen them without flaw, without sin, without brokenness, without sickness or disease, but to be able to experience the love that, that is spoken about so much, not just in the scriptures, but throughout this book, the love that just encompasses us, covers us, and clothes us when we step out of this temporary tent into that eternal home that was made for us. One of the things that, and, and I don't wanna get ahead of myself, one of the things that has really jumped out at me in this book is the people trying to describe the, the, the covering that they have, the covering of love and knowledge and fullness of who God is as they were in that place of heaven. I'm telling you guys, it is, this book is absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to get into this with you guys over the next several weeks because it tells stories of people stepping out of their tent and they literally come up above and they're able to then regurgitate things that they should have never known Otherwise, Things like they, they come out of their tent and, and doctors begin to do things or people begin to do things and when this person comes back, they're able to tell them exactly what happened and exactly what was done and they were already out. They were already gone. I mean, it is absolutely phenomenal. And I believe that this book and this series is gonna challenge us, it's gonna increase our faith, it's gonna help us to biblically imagine heaven. And why is that important? Because we need to make sure that we put our focus on the realities of eternity so that we can live in the realities of of earth, of this natural temporary tent that we're living in. What we hope for shapes what we live for. So if we get our focus off of getting out of this temporary tent and stepping into heaven, then that's gonna, fo- that's gonna shape how we live. We're gonna, we're gonna be striving to stay in this tent when God's like, there's coming a day. There's coming a day where you get out of this flimsy broken tent and you enter into perfection. And if we know that that day is coming, then that will help shape how we live in this tent. If we'll be better at imagining heaven, we'll be better at living a life that gets us there. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.